Well, howdy, everybody. Welcome to Michael Perry's voicemail, episode number 153. Out the window in my little room above the garage here, I can tell you that the snow came raging back. It is thick and heavy and clinging to everything. That said, this morning the sky was blue and the sun was bright and temperatures were on the rise. So rather than tramp right out and make coffee in the office, I figured I'd make it in the kitchen and take the time to enjoy the view during the brew. I make my coffee in a contraption called an AeroPress. It's basically a cylinder, cylindrical gadget with a plunger and a filter on the bottom. The last part of that sentence is critical, as in my reverie this morning, I did not attach the filter. So when I poured them in, the ground shot through the cylinder and straight to the floor. I estimate that I use the AeroPress 600 times a year, so it is astounding that I skipped this step. So I figured it was time to revisit the chapter from Montaigne and Barn Boots that's called Confound the Fool, and it's all about absent-mindedness and poor retention. And I, As a guard against my own absent-mindedness and poor retention, I keep a keep a little spreadsheet of these episodes of this voicemail and I thought oh I've got a great section in the Montaigne book about absent-mindedness with some very humorous and goofball examples and I'll read those today since I poured the coffee right out on the floor and then I went and checked the spreadsheet and saw I already did those sections of this chapter back in uh, episode number 38 back in 2021 just a little over a year ago two years ago so, having checked the spreadsheet uh, and found out that I was being absent-minded again, I instead am going to read a little different section. It's related. It's just instead of little silly anecdotes, it gets a little, a little more specific about poor retention. Uh, I would say that forgetting to put the coffee filter in is, is partially in that department. Absent-mindedness and poor retention are not the same thing, but they are definitely first cousins, and in my case, dating I got good grades all through high school and college, even testing out of many prerequisites, but by and large survived by cramming, intuition, extra credit, and essay questions. Perhaps my trouble now is I no longer have the patience for memorization. Back in my community theater days, I memorized great swaths of dialogue. Now the only memorizations I commit are of stories from my own monologues or lyrics to my own songs, and even those aren't really memorized. If you ask me to recite the lyrics of one of my songs starting from the second verse, you might as well ask an emu. Then again, these rely less on memory than momentum. Other mind blocks are even stranger. If I think of Ricky Lee Jones, I'm immediately reminded of, but can't recall the name of, Joni Mitchell, and vice versa. Same with Kurt Russell and Jeff Bridges, and sometimes Kirk Douglas and Lloyd Bridges. It's as if each resides down an adjacent hallway, and once you visit one, you can't visit the other. And yet, I have a photographic memory for useless details. The frost-fuzzed roofing nails visible on the underside of a haymow roof in January. Grandma's teaberry gum stuck to the plasticine of her cigarette box. The ringlet of hair just below the earlobe of that girl at the gospel service. 
and hotel rooms. I have near-perfect spatial recall of hotel rooms going back over a decade of book tours, two decades now, frankly. I can tell you right where the desk sat in relation to the refrigerator in the New Orleans Hampton Inn and Suites. I can fully reconstitute the layout of that Motel 6 just outside St. Louis. I can tell you there were louvered curtains in that fancy Kansas City hotel where they hand-delivered an apologetic note about the ladybugs. But useful retention? The struggle is never over. And so I read and reread. Get the gist over time, but in the evanescent manner of Montaigne, who wrote, I eternally fill, and it is as constantly runs out, something of which drops upon this paper, but little or nothing stays with me. Back to me, leaving Montaigne in his italics. I'm, I'm lost without access to the original source. As such, I have never been much of a quoter or a reciter. I can do the whole of the childhood favorite Animal Fair, the drunk monkey version, the hee-haw staples gloom, despair, and agony on me, and you was gone. And I can muster up the final stanza of Dylan Thomas's Do Not Go Gentle Into That Good Night, but nothing more. Just enough so I can rattle it off at band soundcheck and pro project a bogus literacy. I like to, for soundcheck... You, my father, there on the sad height, curse, bless me now with your fierce tears, I pray. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. And then I stop there so that everybody thinks I'm really something. But I then quietly am grateful no one asked me to do the next stanza because I don't know it. All right, back to the book. Uh, just enough of Dylan Thomas's poems so I can rattle it off. When friends start tossing out favorite movie lines, say, quoting bits from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, I'm the doofus grinning and nodding and saying, yeah, yeah, the rabbit one, do the rabbit one, the, the one about pointy teeth, pointy teeth. You will understand then my relief and creeping sense of superiority. When I read the following quote in a piece about Montaigne in the London Review of Books, People who forget readily and rapidly can see things freshly and reason back from what they deeply know, rather than having to rely on received opinion. Well, sure. Let's go with that. Yeah, man, I, I just, like the other day, and I wrote about this in the Montaigne book, but just the other day, uh, two days in a row, I came out to my office and tried to open the door without unlocking it. And... The key is in the same place it always has been for the last 15 years. I unlock the office every morning, but two times a week easy, I try to go in without unlocking. It ain't getting any better. But I guess the, the hope is that all those jumbles and tangents and things flipping around and going off on a, I don't know, crazy angle, I guess it leads to some pretty sentences sometimes and I'll take that, and I will, I will take your ears and thank you for your time uh, for listening yet another time. It was a hectic week, folks. I ain't gonna, ain't gonna lie to you. Some, some people close to me needed a little attention, and it was my honor and privilege to be there. But kind of got a little bit at loose ends with the week, so this one's coming at you late, but but with the usual thanks and sincerity, and uh, I will 
see you again next week. And in the meantime, I will not say goodbye. I will just say what we always said up there in the town of Sampson, Chippewa County. Well, I suppose. Forward. <laughs>